um, I'm going to ask a couple of them to share a testimony. Christina, uh, she was saying, what, not too long ago, she was, I mean, on life support, young girl, wow. on life support, um, Mayo Clinic. Um, well, oh, she'll share tomorrow. All right, we'll have her share tomorrow. Come back tomorrow. <laughs> but they're saying here tomorrow, and um, I'm excited. These are some of my friends, Ukrainian friends as well from Broken Arrow. And uh, I'm just, I'm so excited to be here. When we were growing up here in this, in this church, um, Olivia was just a little girl. And, uh, and uh, man, she was a really good girl in, in, in Sunday school. And I, I mean, we just remember my wife and I sometimes drive by and we're like, wow, Olivia is so good. And I, you know, I came here, what, Sunday and Monday, no... Didn't know where she'd be or who you know who she is, and then noticed one girl. She's kind of walking around, thinking, "Wow, there's a young person here. It's great and connected." And, and then I find out today that that is Olivia. <laughs> like, whoa! <laughs> so uh, it's it's so good to be back and just reconnect with uh, with all of you. Good to see some way uh, some of the guys uh, growing up. You're here. Thank you guys for being here. Uh, we're praying for Jenks. I still check the Jenks scores all every week in Seattle. I really do. I love the Jenks football team. I think they're the best in the nation. They're better than Union. Sorry, some of you Union folks. Um, and uh, we're rooting for you this year. Uh, yeah, we are. All right. Well, today uh, I'm going to do something unusual here. I want to preach uh, to you about something that's mentioned 400 times in the Bible. Okay. Now, if something's mentioned 400 times in the Bible, would you think it's important? I mean, the Bible is, is it, folks. This is it. This is what we believe. This is our foundation. The foundation of our faith. It's it. It's the Word of God. And if it's mentioned 400 times in the Scripture, okay, I, I, I think we got to listen up. Okay, I think we've got to say, okay, there's something about this, Lord. Uh, let let me let me find out a little bit. And so uh, we're talk we're going to talk a little bit about one animal in the scripture, and this is the animal that's mentioned most often in the scripture, more than any other animal. Okay, this animal uh, lives about six to twelve years. Okay, and uh, there are approximately thirty-four point two million of these animals. In New Zealand, or, or approximately seven of these animals for one human in New Zealand. And, um, and so uh, one of these seconds, they're going to bring it in. <laughs> uh, they'll, they'll bring in the animal. Uh, but today we're, we're, we're going to talk a little bit about, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about uh, sheep. Okay. We're talking today a little bit about sheep. And uh, the reason why we want to talk about it is because it's, I believe it's very, very important. And I believe there's a lot spiritually that we can learn from this. It's in the scripture. Scriptures all the time. Okay. The theme in the Bible of sacrificing a lamb, sacrificing a sheep, is throughout. In Genesis. Okay. Let, let me just do some, see who went to Sunday school and listened. Anybody can remember, what's the first uh, sheep brought to, you know, killed? Anybody remember? Who, Abel. All right. Now, Sunday in Sunday school, we learned that God 
somebody mentioned that God probably killed some sheep to cover some Adam and Eve too, but we, we, you know, we're speculating here. But we do know that Abel, he sacrifices a lamb. Remember Abraham and Isaac? So God gives Isaac, uh, or Abraham a son, Isaac, and then God says, all right, Abraham, go and sacrifice your son. And so Abraham takes his son Isaac and is going to sacrifice him and is just about to kill him and God stops him. And what does God say? Hey, Abraham, I've got a lamb that's going to take his spot. And so now already in that story, we see a lamb taking the spot of Isaac. A sacrifice of a lamb taking the spot, Isaac's spot. Another area where we see lamb being sacrificed is remember when Egypt was in, uh, when the uh, Israelites, come on in brothers, let's welcome uh, our sheep tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh, <laughs> Pastor Harold, you forgot to cover the, the hallway here, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, get him a chair. Oh, he's good. Okay, good. Now, we thought about the stage. We didn't think about the uh, hallway here. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. So let's... Uh, we're going to talk a lot about this animal here tonight. Okay, we're going to learn a lot of things about this animal. So let's look at scriptures again. So we see Abel, we see Abraham and Isaac... We see when Israelites were in captivity in Egypt. And when God was about to bring out the Israelites out of Egypt, what did God ask Israelites to do? Do you guys remember? He asked Israelites to take a a sheep, sacrifice it, and take its blood. And what to do with its blood? Put it on the doorpost. And the angel that came to kill the firstborn sons, if there was blood on the doorpost, if there was blood of a sheep on the doorpost, what happened with that family? He was saved. So again, we see the sacrifice of a lamb providing salvation for a family. And then Jesus died on the cross, and the scripture says in Isaiah 53, 7, He was oppressed and not afflicted, and afflicted, yet He did not open His mouth. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. The Bible says that Jesus died as a lamb. Okay, and the Bible compares Jesus as a lamb. And you know what's interesting in Revelations? Guess what the Bible says about the throne? Listen to this in Revelations 23, 22-3. No longer will there be anything accursed, but the throne of God and the lamb and the lamb will be in it and his servants will worship him okay so the first thing that i want you guys to remember about lambs is it's the most mentioned animal in the bible the second thing is we see a, a theme of the sacrifice of the lamb throughout the bible the third thing that we learn about the lamb is that uh, as when we talk about jesus jesus has many names okay some of his names are healer Redeemer, Messiah, King of Kings, Provider, Emmanuel. And sometimes when we worship in our prayer and our singing, we say these words. But another name that Jesus carries 
and that Jesus chose for himself is the Lamb of God. You believe that? Jesus compares himself to a lamb. And God calls Jesus the Lamb of God. Remember when John the Baptist was... was I need to move away, huh? And we need to move this out of the way so you guys can see better. You guys speak up. It's all right. You know, you let me know. Russell, get out of the way, man. <laughs> and we'll, we'll move out of the way. So, um, remember when Jesus, when John the Baptist was baptizing Jesus? And, and uh, baptizing, and he sees Jesus. Guess what John the Baptist says? Behold, the Lamb of God. Now, so, so I mentioned these things as we get into this message. I just want you to realize how often the lamb is spoken of in the Bible. Because I believe if we realize that, then we're going to pay attention. Well, what, what is it about this lamb that is so often mentioned in the Bible? Why is it this animal? What's some characteristics about this animal that even Jesus says, Hey, I'm the sheep of God. I'm the lamb of God. Why would Jesus even take on a, a name that has similar characteristics to what a lamb has. And maybe in a way then it can also affect us and maybe encourage us to have some of those same characteristics. Okay, So I'm going to share about 15, 16 things about lambs and sheeps. Now my brother uh, Andre here, uh, he, he used to have a bunch of sheep and lambs and so he's helped me out with this message because he, he used to have eight at one point. Uh, at his home, and so he's learned a lot of things about him, and he's the one that has a neighbor that had one of these and brought it here. Thank you, Andre, for helping us build this message together. So, I, does any of you have sheep or have uh, had sheep at your home? Anybody? All right. Well, parameters, Brother Jeff. All right, Brother Mike. Now, if I say something that's wrong, you correct me too, but and you can add some things too. Did a lot of research on these things. So, first things that we know about lambs, okay? Lambs are very meek, very patient, and they do not seek revenge upon them, uh, upon the people that strike them and abuse them. Lambs are very meek, gentle. When you're going to kill a lamb, guess what? It's not going to jump around and, and try to hit you like a goat and, and try to do crazy things. Most of the time, they will just stand there and just a tear will flow from their eyes. Brother Andre was sharing with me today that when they, you know, set one to, to heaven, <laughs> and, you know, bring one to, to the dinner table, and, and the kids wanted to see it, you know, that process. Well, when they came out and, and they look at the sheep and the sheep realizing that it's about to be, you know, uh, given away, it's not moving around. It's not doing. It. It's just. It's just tears flowing down, and the kids couldn't even watch it. Sheep. A characteristics about sheep is they're very patient. They don't seek revenge. You know what the Bible says about Jesus? In Hebrews twelve three, consider him who endured from sinners such hostility against himself, so that you may not grow weary or faint hearted. Do you know that? Lambs, they don't have top teeth, so they can't bite. You know, other animals, man, the dog, it'll bite you because it's got, uh, uh, you know, no teeth on the top lip on the sheep. 
Because their character, their nature is not to bite. Their nature is to be patient, to, to, you know, to be kind. Um, you know, I wish and my prayer is that it is known about us Christians that we have that nature of a sheep, that we don't bite one another. You come to church and I don't care what your baggage is, I don't care what your background here, you're not going to be bitten here. There's going to be no biting in the church. There's going to be support, there's going to be love, there's going to be encouragement. You know, sometimes people treat the church as a place of, you know, the gathering of holy saints. Well, there ain't no holy saints without a sin and blemish. And the church needs to function more as a hospital. Where people that are hurting and people with the background and people with some baggage can come and be surrounded with and be supported and, 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 and be hugged and, and, you know, taken by the hand and led through some of these struggles. That's, that's the calling of the church. That's what we're called to do. But very often, you know, somebody walks through. Oh, so here he is. Yeah, we know what happened about a month ago. Yeah, we know what happened back back there or back then, and we know everything about you. So now you're here, huh? That should not be our. That is not the attitude of a sheep. Okay, it's patient, it's kind, and I sure do hope that we learn that from Christ and we learn it from the Lamb. Christ was beaten on our behalf, yet He took it for us. The second thing that we learn about lambs is that. Lambs are silent, when brought to slaughter, does not cry, does not complain, nor strives as other creatures. Very similar, but in Isaiah 53, 7, it says this, He was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. Isaiah 42, 2, He will not cry aloud or lift up his voice or make it heard in the streets. When I say this, I want you guys to see the image of, of baptism. We are called to lay down our lives like Christ laid down his life on the cross. And the Bible says that when he was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. And I want you to see this picture of baptism when we are you know, being dunked in the water and picked back up. It's a symbol of us dying right, and then coming back up. Now, when we are being baptized, when we're going down, we're not screaming, Oh, no, 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 don't take me down, don't take me down. You know, we do it silently. Probably holding our nose, too. (laughs) And, And let that image be similar to sheep, similar to Christ dying on the cross, and something that we are to do on a daily basis. You know, sometimes we think, well, I've already died, I've already been baptized, you know, and that's enough for me. Apostle Paul says, hey, I die daily. I die daily. Just as it was written about Christ who was oppressed and afflicted, yet he did not open his mouth. When we are persecuted and spoken of and gossiped about, may we, may we be like that sheep. All right, people who are willing to, to die daily. The next thing that we learn about sheep is that sheep... Not sure how much uh, you know about sheep, but sheep, they're not very smart. They will keep on doing the same thing, expecting different results very often. Okay? The smartest thing that they can do is they can follow a shepherd. But if they ain't no shepherd, guess what? 
They're very dumb. They are. Very similar to, to sheep. We are all very dumb too <laughs> at times and can do some dumb things. Right? So a sheep can try to do something and it's trying and it's just not working out, but it's just keep on trying and keep on trying and keep on trying and it's hurting himself, but it's going to keep on trying to do that. You know, and so sometimes it's important to be a little bit more smarter and instead of trying to do the thing that's not working, sometimes it's smarter to just stop as a sheep and say, hey, where's my shepherd? I should just follow him and I'll be safe. Because here's the truth about sheep is that the next truth about sheep is that sheep, they are followers. Okay? They are followers. They will follow the shepherd or the voice of the shepherd. You don't have to push him. You don't have to kick him. You don't have to hit him with a stick. They follow. Okay? Now, there's pluses and minuses to that. Being a follower, there's pluses and minuses to that. If you're following the shepherd, ain't no harm is going to come because you're with the shepherd. But being followers sometimes is also very dangerous for the sheep because if one sheep falls off the cliff, guess what all the other sheep will do? They will also fall off the cliff and die because they're followers. And so knowing that about sheep, it should remind us something about our nature. Okay? That our nature likes to follow very often. And very often we need to stop ourselves and say, Hey, I'm a sheep. Sometimes I make dumb mistakes. And sometimes I tend to follow. Who am I following? Am I following the shepherd? Or am I following the culture that I'm living in? And trying to please the people around us. Am I falling, falling off the cliff that others are? Instead of following the shepherd. Let me speak to the parents here for a minute. You've got to be intentional what kind of role models you set for your children. Because the role models you set for the children will be the people that they follow. And so we've got to be very intentional knowing that sheep follow and we follow. That we as parents, we just kind of, you know, kind of be a little bit tricky, a step ahead. Knowing that your kids will follow. Hey, say, hey, here's somebody great to follow. Hey, here's somebody great to connect to. Hey, here's some, listen to this. Hey, here's some great bands to listen to. Hey, here's some, here's some great shows and movies to watch. Right here. Now you see, when you, when you kind of set them up as a, hey, here's something to follow, then they're not going to be sidetracked by where the culture goes. Because the culture ain't going in a good direction. I, I don't know, maybe some of you need to wake up and realize that. But the culture ain't going in a good direction. And so, learning about sheep, we have to realize that sheep are followers, and so are we. I remember um, growing up uh, in, um, in, in our Russian community in Seattle. And from time to time, there were gatherings of pastors and leaders locally. Uh, amongst the Russian churches. And uh, the person that I was mentored by, Paul Richuk, he, uh, some of you might know, he died in a plane crash, was a missionary. Um, what he would do is when he would go to these pastor's gatherings, guess what he would do all the time? He would take me along. And so here I am coming to a gathering of you know, 50, 60 pastors and leaders, 
And he's bringing me along. I'm carrying his, you know, books or something. And, and, and I come in and I was always the youngest guy there. And, but it provided for me an opportunity to just kind of observe and to learn from these pastors, maybe learn from some of their mistakes. And, and man, I, you know, I learned some things. But now that I look back at it, I'm thinking, well, how come I was the only young guy there? You know, I wish maybe other pastors would see the importance of, well, hey, here's some great men to follow. Here's some great authors to read. Here's some great pastors to podcast and listen to. Because when we don't provide even our younger leaders some of these role models to follow, man, they'll find all kinds of wacko and crazy people around. And this world is full of them. And just like sheep, you know, they'll follow some to jump off the cliff. So we've got to be uh, intentional, realizing that we are followers as sheep. We've got to be intentional who we follow. We always have to be asking ourselves, are we following the shepherd? The next truth about sheep is that oftentimes sheep, when there's no voice of the shepherd, okay, so when the shepherd is not leading them, Sheep, oftentimes, they like to wander. Yeah. Uh, in our church in Seattle, we have a, a guy by the name of Alex Koval. Uh, and he lives in a small town just like Jenks, where everybody knows one another. And he has a sheep. And about every other month, we'd be sitting, and he's one of our leaders. And every other month, we'd be sitting in a leadership meeting. He'd get a text message or a call from like the mayor or the chief of police. Hey, your sheep is wandering again in the city. Come and get it. What happens is, you know, he, he lives in a house and, you know, has a small backyard, but he has a sheep. And the sheep oftentimes would just, just leave and began to wander all over the city. And so we're like meeting and, and he's leaving every other time because he has to go get back the sheep. Sheep sometimes are wanderers. They'll just kind of wander off and, and they're just kind of looking around. Well, what's going on here? And, and when they wander off, guess what happens? Um, another thing that happens is when they wander... Um, they have a hard time even finding a way back home, even if the home is in sight, because they're very dumb. And the Bible says that we are compared to sheep, we like to wander. In Isaiah 53, 6, it says this, All we like sheep have gone astray, have wandered. We have churned everyone to his own way, and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And oftentimes, the way sheep will wander, okay, is they're looking for food. And so they'll just put their head down, and they're just kind of looking for food, and looking for food. And, and man, and, 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 they're, and they're look for food, they'll just wander off far away. What's a, spirit, a spiritual lesson that we can learn in this, is that sometimes, looking for spiritual food, okay, we can wander off to some... Wackle land. And so just because you're searching for spiritual food, okay, you've still got to be very careful what you're eating, making sure that you're staying close to the home base. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of stuff being fed around and spoken around, but from time to time you just got to check in. Hey, am am I good? Am I okay? Hey, Pastor Harold, is everything okay? Am I doing good here? So we've got to be very, very careful. In Matthew 8, 12, it says this. Are we trying to get a little bit closer? That was experience. 
Okay. In Matthew 8, 12, it says this. What do you think? If a man has a hundred sheep and one of them has gone astray, does he not leave the 99 on mountains and goes in search for the one that went astray? And if he finds it, truly I say to you, he rejoices over it more than the 99 that, went, that never went astray. So is it not the will of my Father who is in heaven that one of these little ones should not perish? So we've just got to realize that we kind of like to wonder, and the Father does care for us, and He will leave the 99 to come and bring us back. But we've just got to be careful and very often just kind of stay home, stay to the home base and check in. That's the importance. that Here I want to highlight just the importance of mentors, importance of accountability, importance of having somebody that you're staying connected with. like, hey, you know, I've got this, and I'm reading some some of this stuff, and you know, share a little bit about this. And and I saw this new book out, and I saw this conference going on, and hey, well, hey, can we talk a little bit about this? Kind of fill me in. What's your perspective? Have people that are close to us that will teach us, that will correct us, that will hold us accountable, because we are sheep that can easily wander off and and get astray. Just realize that that's that's something that. That can't happen to us. Okay, the next thing. I know time is running. Man, it's really running. The next thing I want to share about is that sheep, they have an excellent, good, long-term memory. They will remember, listen to this, 50 faces for up to two years. Like Andre's face, this sheep will remember for the next two years. (laughs) And this Andre's face too. (laughs) Sheep, they have a very good long-term memory. Most particularly, okay, they will recall unpleasant experiences. If something unpleasant is going on, the sheep have a very good long-term memory. They will remember that. So if we realize that that's the nature of a sheep, we have to realize that that is also our nature. That very often we'll remember things really well, especially the negative things. Okay, And so, you know, sometimes knowing that, it can help us to realize that, well, maybe sometimes we do need to let go of some things. Because our nature is to remember things, negative things. Well, somebody said so, and we'll just carry that for years. And we won't forgive him, and we'll remember that, and every time we see him, it's just in our mind. And so just realize that that's our nature. We're like sheep. We wander, and we remember and so sometimes it's important to just just let go of some things. Amen. Forgive some things. Right. Take, take a step to just get healing in that area. Okay. Another thing that the Bible speaks about in terms of sheep, the Bible says that there are wolves that like to dress in sheep's clothing. There are people who will dress up in our midst, like a sheep, but in reality, they are wolves. With that, I want you to just kind of remember a couple things. One, just because someone looks like a sheep does not mean they're a sheep. Just because because someone calls themselves a Christian doesn't mean you can listen to every advice that they give you. Just because someone calls themselves a Christian doesn't mean that everything they said is, man, good and solid from this book. So just 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 realize that um, there are there there will there will be wolves who will try to get in our midst. The Bible says so. Who will try to get in our midst and, and amongst us in our community who pretend to be sheep so that they can lead someone astray. 
knowing that, I think, brings important to us the emphasis of Scripture for our beliefs and who we are and where we go and what we do. Because there will always be people who are going to try to lead the church astray. And, and you know, it's very easy to take the document of the church or the beliefs of the church and say, well, hey, let's vote on it. What do you guys think? Should we change this? Sure, let's change that. Well, should we get rid of, get rid of this doctrine? Sure, let's get rid of that. And, and the Bible says that there will be wolves who are going to try to do that, lead the church astray. And so our orientation, listen to this, for our belief should not be other sheep or other sheep who look like other sheep, even though they're wolves inside. Our orientation needs to be the shepherd who reveals himself through the word. Okay. So just because someone looks like a sheep doesn't mean we get to follow them. Let's follow the shepherd who reveals himself through the word. Who reveals his ways through the word. It got to be very important. It has to be very important. Another thing about sheep that's uh, very awesome is that sheep, they have four parts to their upper dige digestive tract. Okay? What that means is that when they, when they eat something, they can get inside... And then later on, when they're, when they're not in church and Andre and nobody else is hassling them, they'll bring it back up and they'll chew it up and swallow it. Okay, so sheep have that ability. Why is that important? And how can that help us? There's a saying, eat the meat, spit out the bones. We've got to be just like, just like sheep who can, you know, we listen to things. All right, we take it in, we chew on it. And then when we come back to, to our homes and we take the Bible out, and let's just chew on that. Well, what does the scripture say? Well, what did Jesus say? You know, and, and, and we chew it out, spit out the bones, spit out what's unnecessary, and eat the healthy stuff. Okay? That's important. So we've got, to be, we've got to be a little bit like sheep in, in our eating habits. We eat things, but when, when we've got some time, we, we kind of pick through it. So don't accept everything that's spoken to you. That's right. You know, people are people and people will make mistakes. Man, if you believe everything I've said in the past, my goodness, watch out. You know, I'm young. I've said some things that I don't believe right now. You know, and everybody's done that. So we all need to be very careful in that we eat and then we chew it and, and, and you know, compare it to the scriptures. And what do the scriptures say about that? Because this, this needs to be what, what kind of like the net, you know, that kind of just, uh, that it goes through. Everything that actually ends up in us and our belief kind of goes through this scripture. You know, it, it goes through this net, right, of the word of God. Another thing about sheep uh, that we need to realize that if you see a sheep on its back, okay, it needs help. Sheep cannot get up from that position. If it's left on its back for too long, it'll die. That's the tendency of sheep. Now, why is that important for us? Well, we're all like sheep, remember? And some of us sometimes end up on our back. And guess what we need? We need help. We need other people who come up to us and just kind of give us a little push. And then when, once we're on our side, we can get up. So the importance is, hey, you've got to be planted in a local church. 
You've got to be planted around some people who know you, who care for you, and so that when you are on your back, they're, they're going to come there to just give you a little push. But you see, when you're just a spiritual wanderer, you know, going from church to church, you know, and they can't find that church, and you're just always rocking around, you're not connecting with anybody, you don't know anybody in your church, and then guess what happens? When you do end up on your back, ain't nobody coming for you because nobody knows you. Ain't no pastor calling you because you don't have a pastor. You haven't asked anybody to be your pastor. Now, so understand that the sheep, when they're on their back, they're going to need some help. And so do we. From time to time, we all need some help. We will all need a little push. That's why community in the local church is so important. We all need it. Uh, The next thing about sheep is that sheep, they like to band together for safety. They like to stick together for safety. A sheep that is by itself is vulnerable to attack. Wolves, they won't attack a band of sheep, but they look for the sheep that's somewhere on the side. Another reason why uh, sheep like to come together, and this is Andre, that's something that he shared with me today, is that they'll come together when it's really hot outside, you know, and and they they need some help. They'll come together, they'll stand together, and they'll uh, put all their heads underneath each other to protect themselves from the the hot sun. And that way they can be kind of in its other shade. You know, again, speaks of the importance of us living amongst other sheep and kind of holding on to one another. Because there will be days and seasons when we just kind of need to grab each other's hands and say, hey, let's get through this together. And if we're just kind of those sheep that are just kind of, I don't need the church, man. I, I, I don't need you all. You know, there's a bunch of, you, you know, just, I don't need you guys. And, and I don't want to know anybody. And then we just, just by ourselves, well, that's the kind of, that's the kind of sheep that wolves like to go after. Those are just kind of away from everybody. Those are just kind of, you know, on the side. So just realize there's, there's safety. There's safety in, in, uh, in numbers. There's safety in community. There's safety in a family. And we all need it. The next thing that we learn about sheep is that sheep have an amazing tolerance for pain. They do not show the pain because if they do, they will be more vulnerable to predators who look for those who are weak or injured. So sheep, even when they're in pain, they're not going to show it. And they learn that, you know, through time because sheep know that if they're going to show pain, wolves are coming for them. So they have a tolerance for pain. Uh, you know, they can handle the pain. They, they you know, they, they'll, they'll take it. And they'll take the hurt and, they'll, and, and they have tolerance for it. Now, some of you are like, well, you know, I, I want to just stay away from pain and, you know, get me to a church when there's no pain. Can I tell you the truth is that behind every church, behind every successful church, there's a lot of pain. Behind every successful church, there's pain. Some of you are like, well, Russell, you know, you're in Seattle and you've got this huge church and everything's perfect for you guys. Man, we've got the front row seats to the fallenness of humanity. Behind every good church, there's a lot of pain. You deal with people. And when there's people... There's going to be gossip. There's going to be hurts. There's going to be, you know, people who say things to hurt others. There's a lot of pain. And kind of be honest with you, there is no perfect church where there is no pain. 
Okay, and, and so sometimes, well, well, you know, I've been hurt, and so I'm just going to leave, and, and I'm going to find somebody else where there is no that kind of hurt. No, you've, you've got to be a sheep that can tolerate some pain. Whether it's your pain or the pain of your brothers and sisters, you've got to be the people that can say, hey, I know we've got some pain, I know we've got some wounds, but we're going to stick together. We're going to stick together at this time. And you know what the world lacks today? The world lacks people who are united in times of adversity, in times of pain. Oh, it's easy to stay united when, you know, the Seahawks are winning and, and the 12th man, man, it's growing. We've got lots of fans because the Seahawks are winning. The moment Seahawks start losing, well, they're not going to lose this season, but the Mariners, you know, uh, the Mariners are sort of empty, you know, because they're not winning anybody. And so there's very little fans when they're losing. The reality is we all have seasons of wins and losses. I mean, there were times when the Chiefs weren't winning. Aaron was still a fan. He was faithful, you know. Uh, you can't say that about the Jinx because they've always been winning. But, you, you know, sometimes you'll get to move to Sepulpa or Sand Springs or, or Union. And, and so you do have a losing season. And, and so you need to stick together. I'm just saying is that sheep, you know, they can, they'll tolerate the pain. They don't run away from pain. And if we're honest as Christians, if we're honest with one another and as a church, you know, we have to look pain in the, in the eyes and say, hey, we're going to be together. We're going to go through this. We're not going to run, run away from one another and hide from one another. The next, um, the next truth about sheep is that when they're around um, their shepherd, whom they've known and come to trust, um, and the shepherd's trying to do something with them, even preparing them for slaughter, they won't back up. Now, goats, they'll jump around, and the goat would be out of here by now if you brought a goat. And Geneva was offering to bring a goat, but uh, <laughs> it probably would have been out by now. Sheep, you know, if, if, if they're being approached, instead of backing up, they'll just go down. You know, they'll go down. And I think that's important for us to realize that as Christians, that sometimes, you know, we will be approached, we will be spoken of, and instead of just backing up and ready to fight, Let's just humble ourselves. Let's just, let's just put our head down. Hey, brother, I offended you. Please let me know how I offended you. I'd love to make it right. Did I hurt you in some ways? Please let me know. I want our friendship to be strong. Amen. That's a sheep that just puts their head down. And says, no, 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 you've got this wrong. You know, you, you've got this wrong perception of me. And, you know, that, that's, that's not a nature of a sheep. That's some goat in you. Backing away. <laughs> Be a sheep. Bow down. Put your head down. I saw this illustration. Two of you guys, come here really quick. Uh, anybody, two guys, just come up really quick. You know, when there's pressure, get up, get up here and just kind of stand on one side and push, push towards me and you stand on this side and just lean really hard on me. Now, imagine if I have pressure coming at me from all sides. All right? The tendency of a goat is to try to push it away. The tendency of a sheep, keep on pushing, is to go down. And it's really hard to push to the sides when the pressure's on the sides, but it's easy to go down. Right, thank you guys. Listen, when there's pressure pushing you, whether it be relationships, financial, whatever it is, health pressure, just, just go down like a sheep. Just put your head down. And you kind of get away from that pressure. And there's going to be safety in that and healing in that. 
The next thing that um, we learn about sheep is that uh, when the shepherd is around, okay, whom they've learned and trust, the sheep, the shepherd never has to chase the sheep. The sheep will follow. Now, if the sheep is running away and the shepherd has to chase it, there's something wrong with that sheep. They're probably sick. They're probably sick. I just want you to have that in mind. If, if, if Pastor Harold has to run around after somebody, there's probably something unhealthy with that sheep. <laughs> but sometimes in the church world, you know, if you know, we find somebody running around, well, 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 let's band together and find out what you know what they know. Let's hear all the gossips because maybe they've got something. Real sheep don't run away. They'll talk. They'll stay. Okay. Healthy sheep, they don't run away. They stay. They, they work it out. They, they're with the shepherd. The sheep that are unhealthy, they, you know, the, the shepherd has to chase it. And um, remember the story I shared about Boeing yesterday? You know, the employees that are still hired are not the employees that break things, but the employees that show up. They're like, hey, I'm here. I know I broke something very expensive yesterday, but today I'm here to do some work. And that's the kind of that's the kind of sheep we need in our churches today. Who say, hey, you know, I, I'm here. I'm showing up. I'm going to be faithful. Okay. Another thing that I'm going to share about sheep. There's one interesting story in the Bible. Just a couple more minutes and we're done. One really interesting story in the Bible. Remember when Jesus, uh, when Peter denied Jesus? You guys remember that story? And then Jesus died and resurrected and then he appeared back to Jesus okay Jesus appeared back to Peter and Peter uh, Jesus asked Peter three questions do you guys remember those questions Peter do you love me and Peter always responded saying and then after each of Peter's responses Jesus told Peter something he said three things first he said Peter feed my lambs the second time he said, Peter, tend my sheep. The third time he said, Peter, feed my sheep. Now, um, and Peter as a minister, this is very important. Uh, do you guys know the difference between a lamb and a sheep? Lambs are young, sheep are old. As a church, Jesus speaking to Peter, he said, Peter, Feed the children, feed the adults. A church has to minister to all ages. Jesus said, Peter, now, Peter knew at that time what lambs are and what sheep are. And so the Bible doesn't really go into detail to explain that. But since we don't have a lot of sheep, we don't really kind of connect that. But Jesus says, Peter, feed the lambs, the little ones. And then he's, you know, the little ones, if you feed them properly, the Bible says if you train them, they're going to be good to go. Now, the adults, he says, hey, you got to do two things with the adults. One is you got to tend them, take care of them, and then you got to feed them. See, the, the adults need double the work. Sorry, Pastor Harold. <laughs> Bad news. The adults need double the work. But lambs, man, you feed them the word of God. The Bible says that when they grow up, they will not depart. But as a church, as parents, you got to just take that in that Jesus told Peter, take care of the kids. Take care of the adults. Feed them both. 
Another thing the Bible says about sheeps is that one day, listen to the scriptures, Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in His glory and all the angels with Him, He will sit on the glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before Him, everybody, and He will separate the people from one another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on the right and the goats on His left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you are blessed my, by my father. Take your inheritance. The kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, into the eternal fiery, prepared for the devil and his angels. From this story, I want you to realize a couple things. That the separation of sheep and goats is going to come before the throne. Now, sometimes we try to separate them here today, but the separation won't happen today, and we don't know who's a sheep and who's a goat. But one day, Jesus will do that before the throne. But having said that, sheep and goats, they really look similar. Someone who's inexperienced like me in animals, I probably wouldn't tell the difference between sheep and goats. But though they're very similar, they're very very different. Okay. In the spiritual realm too, there's sheep and there's goats, and they're very different, though they look similar and probably both carry the title of a Christian. Here's some differences between sheep and goats. First of all, there's a, a big difference inside between sheep and goats. Sheep, they have 54 chromosomes. Goats, they have 60 chromosomes. So their whole DNA inside is very different, a different nature. Okay, Same thing with people who are followers of Christ, true followers of Christ, and who are not. Though on the outside they look the same, same nose, same eyes, same ears, the inside there's a different DNA. The people that are followers of Christ, they're, they're a new nature, a new creation, born again. The old has passed. So there's a difference between you know, on the inside of them. The second difference between sheep and goats is that goats, they like to eat a top of plants. Sheep are grazers, preferring to eat, you know, on the bottom. Same thing in the church is there will be people who, man, all they like to do is they walk around on people's heads, you know. They don't care about you and who you are and your family and your hurts and, and what's going on in your family. Man, they're willing to just just right, be right there on the top of your heads. They'll eat, they'll eat your head off, man. But sheep are the people, they'll just stay love, humble, full of love, very caring. You know, they don't want to trip you up. They don't want to embarrass you. They don't want to hurt your reputation. They just stay low. Okay. That's a big difference between sheep. Sheep, they just go straight for the top. Goats, they stay low. Another big difference between sheep and goats is that goats are very independent. Sheep, they're connected and they become agitated if separated. Anytime a sheep is separated from, from other sheep, they're, agi- they're scared. That's why we're kind of noticing this here is it's, it's scared. Because it's by itself. And that's why Andre, you know, who's been kind of nice to her, she feels safe to him. A goat? No, man. It'll always want to be, you know, just, just away from people by itself, kind of just separate. So if you run into people in the church who, man, they don't like community, 
They don't like family. They don't like each other. They don't like to be in each other's business. Man, they just want to be by themselves. I ask the question, do they know Christ? Because if you love Jesus, you will love the church, His bride. If you love Jesus, you will love His bride. If you're inside, if your DNA has been changed and you're born again, you're going to seek out family. But if you're a goat, and the day is going to come when He will separate the sheep and the goat. You don't like family. You don't like church. Oh, it's just hypocrites. Oh, it's pain. You just want to be by yourself. Well, I'd ask, what kind of nature are you? The fourth difference between goats and, and sheep is that goats have hair that does not require sharing or combing. Sheep, they grow wool coats that need to be shared at least annually. So like, oh, all right, well, small difference. So goats, they don't need anything shared. They're just, you know, small hair. Sheep, on a yearly basis, they need to, they need to get a haircut. Okay? And, and I share this is that, you know, sometimes as believers, as sheep, We'll go through seasons of sharing, seasons of being cut, seasons of being trimmed, seasons when we're going to have to work on our attitude, seasons when we're going to have to apologize, seasons when we're going to have to humble ourselves even though we think we were right. That's sheep. That's what we got to do. We're going to go through these seasons. Goats, man, they don't care about anything. You know, they don't need to be trimmed. No, I don't need to humble myself. No, I don't need to be cut. No, I don't need to be quiet. No, I know what I'm doing is right. I know I've heard from the Lord. I know, what, I, I know what's right and what's wrong. Don't tell me. So goats will not like to go through seasons of, of, of you know, being cut. Sheep still go through those seasons. And they're willingly go through those seasons. They're like, okay, I, I will humble myself. The fifth difference between sheep and goats is that it is easier to keep sheep inside fence than goats. It is much easier to keep the sheep inside a fence than a goat. Andre shared today with his wife that they had a goat. And that goat, man, it ripped up all their fences. It messed up all their trees. It even ended up on the top of their kind of flower, their plant. Chicken Chicken house. I mean, they don't like to be inside a fence. Oh, don't give me no boundaries. No, don't tell me I can't do that. No, don't tell me I need to change here. No way, I'm out of here. Sheep, they'll stay within boundaries. They'll hold on to one another. There's a big difference. Now, I'm not saying that in all instances, you know, we're always wrong and so we always have to listen to the crowd. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just speaking about nature. Our nature. Just on a daily basis. You know, a year, two, three, five goes by. Are you one of those people that just always seeks to be independent? Are you one of those people that just... Like a sheep, you like to stay together. You need the family. You like the community. What's your nature? Who are you? Are you a sheep or are you a goat? But one day will come. And right now, there's you know we're all together and it's fine and dandy. Nobody's giving you the door because you know you kind of have a you know you kind of showing some signs of a goat. Nobody's telling you go. But but one day. When we stand before the throne, that separation will come. The separation between a sheep and a goat. And if you're not a sheep today, today is a great opportunity for a change of nature. To come to Christ and say, Jesus, I I surrender myself. I've been a goat. And I want to die for myself and become a sheep. 
a follower of Jesus and have a new nature. Yes. One more point. Yeah. <laughs> Goats stink. Oh, yes, they do. <laughs> Goats really stink. Um, you know, people of Christ, man, they're so, they're so great. You, you notice them right away. They're so great to be with. When you've fallen, when you made a mistake, when you've tripped up, when people of Christ see that, their role is not going to be to get a microphone and walk around and just tell everybody about you. People of Christ will care for you. They want to look for ways to bring you healing. They say, hey, how can I help you? You know, they're not stinkers. <laughs> they're not the people that want to throw snow, smoke bombs around. That's not people of Christ. That's not sheep. That's goats. They stink. Everywhere they go, they stink. <laughs> oh. I want to end because time is running out. Um, we're here tonight, and you know what? Maybe you're here tonight, and um, you do need a nature change. If you really kind of, you've kind of been listening about sheep, and, and you can say, you know what? I, I really haven't been displaying those qualities in my home, in my school, in my workplace. My, my, my spouse today knows that I'm a goat, and I know that I'm a goat. Or maybe you've even fooled your spouse. But deep inside, you know you're a goat. Today is a great opportunity to come to Christ and say, Lord, I need a nature change. But I think most of us, when we look at our lives on a daily basis, we'll probably say, I'm a sheep. But boy, do I allow that old nature of a goat to come up in me and show itself from time to time. And I think most of us need to probably look through our lives and say, Lord, in what areas of my life am I showing off this old nature of a goat in me? This nature to, to be on top. This nature to, to fight. This nature to bite. Because sheep don't bite. They don't even have the, the teeth to bite. Maybe you're here today and tonight is a great night to, to take those top teeth off and lay them at the altar. And say, hey, it's, all right, it's time I surrender those top teeth and really display that nature of a sheep, a loving, caring, like Christ Jesus did for us, dying on the cross. <coughs> I want us to bow our, our let's, let's stand to our feet, if, if we could, and bow our heads. I want us to really just spend some time in prayer and just look at our lives, <laughs> review our lives and our hearts. And then ask the Lord, what areas in our lives do we need to repent of? And just really pray. You know, there's not one per- The truth is, there's not one person in here who's going to say, every hour of my life, I'm a sheep. Because, I mean, if, you'd be, if that would be you, you'd be like Enoch. You'd be gone in heaven already, probably. You'd be perfect. We all have areas in our lives where we need to learn from a sheep and ask the Lord to help us to be a sheep in every place we go. You know, the greatest evangelism is not a big crusade, you know, with Billy Graham coming to town, even though that is effective and has led many to the Lord. The greatest evangelism that can happen in any community is us believers displaying the nature of a sheep 
everywhere we go. Starting in our homes, in our community, in our workplace, in our schools. Displaying that nature of a sheep. And all of a sudden, the people around us, the goats around us, were going to look at us and say, hey, you're different. Something about you is different. And I want that. And it will lead them to seek a desire of a relationship with Christ Jesus. Let's bow our heads and pray. Jesus, we come before you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you, Father, for the truth uh, that's revealed in your word. Your word is a lamp to our feet. It teaches us. It convicts us. It shows us your way and the truth. Lord, your word speaks a lot about the lamb. You, Jesus, are the lamb of God. You, even Jesus, carry it. Took, took that name of a, of a lamb. And Jesus, and as we've learned about lambs and we examine some of our areas of our lives, Father, we know that there are areas where we do need to humble ourselves. We know that there are areas in our lives where we do need to repent. And Jesus, I just pray that this is not going to be just in one evening type of a prayer and, and say we've repented, but this is going to be a daily task of examining our lives and saying what 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 part of our lives do we need to shape differently where do we need to act differently and lord and it might take a while and it might take some some missteps but but father i pray god that that conviction is going to come into our hearts today the areas where we need to repent and change and holy spirit we need your help to help us to help us to to for that change to come Oh, Jesus, how on that day, that glorious day, I threw throne. When you separate the sheep from the goats, Jesus, I long to be part of the sheep. Jesus, I tremble and I, and I fear, Lord, for, for my life and, and, and for my friends to, to never hear the words that, that you're a different nature, you're a goat and depart from me. Jesus, and work in, in me, in my heart. Lord, I, I know you saved me and... Father God, I just, I just pray in every area of my life, in my relationships, in my time alone, in my work, Jesus, help me. Lord, and oftentimes we display the character of a sheep when we're in front of family members and when we're in front of friends in the church. But Father, when we're alone and no one's around, Father, help us in those times to also have the nature of a sheep. When we think thoughts of other people, help us to be like a sheep. Help us to be like a sheep. Lord, I pray that every one of these people will one day be part of that group that is put in the right side. The side of sheep who will, who will be in eternity with you, rejoicing in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.